Welcome to The Time Is Now. I am your host, Michael Stafford. It is Tuesday, January the 19th. Poirier versus McGregor 2. Does Connor have a comeback in him? Postponed game after postponed game in the NBA. Will they make all 72 games? But first, the division around this past weekend in the NFL. We got a guest host and Rick Burgess here to help us figure it all out. So sit back and relax and I'll see you on the other side. This past weekend did not disappoint the divisional round matchups in the NFL. I remember calling all the games last week. I said Saturday, Rams versus Green Bay. I had Green Bay winning. And also later that Saturday, Baltimore versus Buffalo. I had Buffalo winning. And then Sunday, Cleveland versus Kansas City. I had Kansas City winning. And finally, Tampa Bay versus New Orleans. I had New, um, Tampa Bay winning. So let's see how that turned out. All right, Saturday, the Rams versus Green Bay. At halftime, it was a it was a it was a fun matchup going into halftime, but you saw Green Bay had their foots on their necks the entire time. As going into halftime, the Rams were down to Green Bay 10 to 19. Um the Rams tried and they tried, but they could only do so much. A A A A A A Ron just had it all clicking on all cylinders as he threw the ball 23 for 36, 296 yards, and three total touchdowns with no interception. Golf did pretty good, better than usual, 21 for 27. 174 yards and a touchdown. Akers did what he could with 95 yards and a touchdown. But what you got to look at here is Tom Brady. No, I'm sorry. What's his name? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron. Aaron just destroyed the Rams 32 to 18. He had a lot of help with Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and A.J. Dillon. It's like a three-headed monster. They did work getting a touchdown. They had they had, they had over 191, 194 yards total rushing with a touchdown. That three-headed monster is coming for you. So I got that one right with the Green Bay Packers over the Rams. Let's see what else happened Saturday. Baltimore versus Buffalo. I called it with Buffalo beating Baltimore to see how that ended out. At halftime, it was 3-3. Three to three. It was a tough matchup early. Um, they could, it was just a defensive matchup from through and through. But in the end... You had um, Lamar, Lamar Jackson going down with the injury, and Buffalo just prevailed in the second half, where the Ravens did not even score a point, got shut out in the second half, ended up losing 17-3. to three. And um, uh, and then the classic thing about Buffalo, the um, Bills Mafia, they went ahead and donated to Lamar Jackson's um, top charity and said, get well soon, champ. And I thought that was very, very classy. On a Sunday, Cleveland versus Kansas City. Tough watch early. Tough watch early. It looked like Kansas City was just going to run away with it as they went into halftime um, up 19-3. to But then there was an injury to Mahomes with a the, with the head injury, the concussion protocol, and they had to bring in Chad Henney. And Baker Mayfield did the best that he could, 23 for, um, 23 for 37, 204 yards, one touchdown but one pick. Hunt and Chubb together got 101 yards and a touchdown. Mahomes early on 20 21 for 30 like I said he was going for it had 255 yards without even finish the game with two total touchdowns Hill and Kelsey had 120 yards combined in a touchdown and end up getting close Kansas City Cleveland tried to cover the gap 17 to 22 it was a questionable punt with like four minutes left in the game I know it's Chad Henney but your defense still wasn't doing much to stop them and with that questionable call the you know, um, every enemy made some great calls, and sure enough, they edged it out, got the first down they needed, and they won that game 22 
to 17. Let's see if Mahomes can play next week. If it's true, if it's a true concussion, he shouldn't play. But not saying he didn't have a concussion, but I'll bet you they'll find a way to override that so they can play in the conference championship. Finally, Tampa Bay versus New Orleans. Um, Tampa Bay versus New Orleans was a slugfest. Back and forth, great matchup. At halftime, it was 13 to 13. Um, what a great matchup as Brady did 18 for 33. I'd said before, I say again, I said no one's going to beat Brady three times in one season. He threw 18 for 33 for um, 100 plus yards, three total touchdowns. Fournette got a 107 total yards with catching and receiving, sorry, receiving and rushing with a touchdown. Breeze did okay. Actually, I'm sorry, Breeze did horrible. <laughs> 19 for 34, 134 yards, one touchdown, three picks three picks james winston came in for a trick play at one point he he do one bomb was a trick play 56 yards a touchdown and he was trying to stick it to his old team but they end up sticking it to him in the end as tampa bay redeems themselves 30 to 20 as they just went on and shut them out it, the, the game was 20 to 20 going into the fourth quarter and they just shut them out 10 10 points in the fourth and shut them out in the fourth and they took it over the notable stats i want to say in this one alvin kamara only 85 yards I don't believe he had any touchdowns. And the biggest thing, Michael Thomas had zero receptions. He balls out when the other quarterbacks threw him the ball this year. And some games when Breeze was there, he just didn't play. And then he had to play in this game, and he just didn't get it done. I don't think he got shut out. I think it's more to do with their relationship and how it fractured this offseason. So that's what happened there. So I got him all right. So it seems like I'm better in the postseason. Let's go on to the next thing then. Next week in the conference championship, all games on Sunday on Fox first at noon Pacific time. Tampa Bay versus Green Bay. I call it the Battle of the Bays. Rim shot. Battle of the Bays. I got Green Bay. Um, I got it going back and forth with Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. Another classic matchup. This time, Tom Brady has got to the end of the road. I cannot see him beating A-A-A-A-A-A-Ron and his three-headed monster running game. And then that stellar passing game. It's just... he. This is the best we've ever seen Aaron Rodgers play, and he's won a Super Bowl years ago, winning the um, MVP that year as well, and he didn't play this well. It's going to be scary. So I have Green Bay beating Tampa Bay quite easily in the second half. Next, on CBS at 340, we got Buffalo versus Kansas City. I think with a banged-up Patrick Mahomes, if he even plays at all, I still see Buffalo beating him. I think Buffalo has a better, well-balanced attack when it's offense versus and defense. I can't see anyone, anyone, anyone beating Buffalo. I have the Super Bowl being Buffalo versus Green Bay. I've said it through the whole postseason that Buffalo is just going to be too too tough for anyone. So I have Buffalo versus Green Bay, and I'll decide next week who's going to win that matchup. Got to see who's healthy and who's not healthy and how the trend is going. I'm leaning towards Green Bay, but we will see. Let's get through the conference championship first, right? All right, so it's getting shorter and shorter. So that's it. This week, I'll see you next week when we're talking more about the Super Bowl, 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 bowl. Let's take a short break, and I'll see you in the back. See you back in a little bit. This is The Time Is Now. You know what time it is. It's my 
favorite part of the show. It's the happy birthday. So let's go. Legendary gymnast Mary Lou Redden turning 53. And NBA champion JaVale McGee turning 33. And Jack Nicholas turning 81. And Akeem the Dream Olajuwon turning 58. And Sean McVay, while so young, turning 35. And Mariska Haggerty from SBU. She's turning 57. And Dolly Parton turning 75. And Natalia Bryant, the daughter of Kobe Bean Bryant. And Vanessa Bryant, she's turning 18. I know she's missing the father right now. Lil Scrappy turning 37. And Tyler Hero turning 21. And Ron Killings, you know him as R-Truth, turning 49. And Joey Badass turning 26. And Sean Wayans, one of the Wayans brothers, turning 50. And Buzz Aldrin, the second man on the moon, turning 91. And Stacey Dash turning 54. And Nick Foles turning 32. And I used to work with his daddy, JP John Porter Jr. You know him as Blueface, turning 24. And Billy Ocean turning 71. And Michelle McCool, the wife of The Undertaker, turning 41. And Logic turning 31. And Tatiana Ali turning 42. And Alicia Keys turning 40. And we have some honorable mentions. Rapper Estacion, who was tragically murdered back in 2018, would have been 23 this week. Mac Miller. Mac Miller passed away for overdose in 2018, would have been 29 this week. And Jam Master J, who was fatally killed in the studio in 2002, would have been 56 this week. And Sam Cooke who was killed back in 1964, would have been 90 this week. And finally, at last, Etta James, who passed away in 2012, would have been 83 this week. That's the birthdays this week, guys. Now back to our show. Welcome back to The Time Is Now. All right, so let's get into some NBA action. Let's do a recap from last week's picks. Let's see, Tuesday night, we had the Nuggets versus the Nets. I chose the Nuggets over the Nets. I was wrong in that matchup. Let's go next to the Pacers versus the Warriors. I chose the Pacers, and I was finally correct over the Warriors. Moving on, let's go into Wednesday night's matchup of last week. Um, it was the Nets versus the Knicks. I chose the Nets, and I was correct. And later on that evening, it was the Hawks versus the Suns. That game never got played. It was postponed. Another postponed game. Thursday, uh, the Warriors versus the Nuggets. I chose the Warriors, and I was wrong. Then Friday, I have the Pelicans versus the Lakers. I chose the Lakers, and the Lakers won. It was, a, it was a good game. Saturday, Pacers versus the Suns. Another game postponed. Then Sunday, it was the Jazz versus the Nuggets. I chose the Nuggets, and I was wrong. And then finally, Monday, MLK Day, we had the big, all the big games. We had the um, Bucks versus the Nets. I chose the Bucks. Came down to a last, last minute shot, but they missed, and I was wrong. And then we had the Dubs versus the Lakers. Once again, another last minute shot, and the Lakers missed, and LeBron missed with a fadeaway three, which is a dub shot, but I digress. They lost, and I was wrong. So, and last week, the week five, I was four for five. Lost five, got five wrong and four right. All those postponed games could have helped me, but they didn't in that case. So, let's see what we got for this week. 
All right. With week six coming up, um, nothing so much tonight. No big matchups because we're coming off the MLK day. We had a lot of games yesterday. So today I'm not going to choose the Tuesday game. It's not a lot to pick from. But some marquee matchups for Wednesday. Got the Mavs versus the Pacers. I'm choosing the Mavs in that matchup. I know that's a tough one, but I think Chris Asperzingis is really going to turn it around and um, he's starting to pick up steam as he only is playing now. It's going to be probably his third game back. So let's see how he does. Then we have the Celtics versus the 76ers. Another crucial game. I see the Celtics doing damage. I think they have some players coming from, back from injury. It's going to make all the difference and the Tristan Thompsons and those people of that, of that ilk, that's going to help against Embiid. Embiid's going to get off. Don't get me wrong. He's going to ball out. Um, but I think that um, the defense of Marcus Smart and all those other guys and, and, and Jalen Brown is really going to show up. If you got him in your fantasy team, watch Jalen Brown's stats going to shoot through the roof. Um, Thursday, I have the Lakers versus the Bucks. That's a huge game, one of the biggest games of the season so far. I actually have the Lakers going into Milwaukee and beating the Lakers undefeated on the road. I feel like they're going to continue that streak. They just suck at home. They're 4-4 four four at home, but I believe they're 7-0 on the road. So I have the Lakers winning that matchup. Next, on Thursday, Knicks versus the Dubs. Um, in in Golden State, I have the Dubs beating the Knicks. I think that's going to be a fun game. I think see the Knicks doing big things under Tibbs. They're playing very well, but then Steve Kerr, similar type of basketball. They're going to be, it's going to be a really scrappy game, really scrappy game. Friday, Nuggets versus the Suns. I have the Suns beating the Nuggets. And then Saturday, Heat versus the Nets. I think that's going to be a very interesting and heated battle as the Heat like to play defense and the Nets don't play much defense. So let's see if the Heat's defense is able to kind of slow down, slow down that team. I think Kyrie should be back by then. So that'd be very interesting. So that's another reason why I should tune in to watch that game. Sunday, Hawks versus the Bucks. I have the Bucks beating the Hawks, but that's going to be a fun contest as well as the Hawks have been balling out like crazy. But the Bucks are still the Bucks and they're at home. I give the edge to the Bucks. Monday, Nuggets versus the Mavs. I have the Nuggets beating the Mavs this time um, in the in the rematch from, I believe that was last week. I have the Nuggets beating the Mavs. And then finally, next Monday, the Thunder versus the Blazers. I have the Thunder beating the Blazers. The reason why I chose this game, because they're close in the standings. And um, the Thunder play very well on the road. They're one of the other best road teams in the league. And the Blazers don't play much defense. So I can see that being an upset in a sense. But just really overall, just a fun contest to see uh, SGA go at it. Um and Damian Lillard go back and forth. I think this will be very, very entertaining. I did want to touch on this for a little bit. When I'm thinking about the, the Kyrie situation as he continues to sit out and um, and then doing the whole COVID protocol and going to the parties and doing all this activist stuff. And I wanted to touch on this because a lot of people have had different opinions about it. Different opinions about how to do it was the proper way of doing it and how he's he, i think he got a home for uh george floyd's family or something like that uh, he bought a home for for uh disenfranchised uh family due to uh civil unrest so we give him credit for the different things that he's done he does a lot of charitable works but i brought up the point that half the league does things that you never even hear about and they're not all black some of them are white as well and they do things all the time. You have African players who give back to their native land back in Africa and build up whole communities. Okay, you forget about Dikembe Mutombo and Akeem Olajuwon. And Masai Ujiri, who's one of the best GMs in the league, president GMs in the league, and he's done so much having all these different basketball academies. So he's creating generational wealth with these guys. Are like That's why you have all these African players in the league right now. 
you know so let's not forget that he's Kyrie's great but there's a lot of them out there like that he has an obligation to play and the least he could have done is gave his teammates and his franchise a heads up on what he's doing or what he plans to do and all these different things just to not play and you're getting paid millions upon millions of dollars it's not really about the money because if any of us in any of our professions were to do any of these different things you know you will be suspended uh, we could even face you know getting fired now we're not saying he's gonna get fired or what have you but he should at least be docked pay and he's getting very minimal um fees handled to him so that's just my take on that and just the way he's been you know acting and, and it's been very selfish because you got these guys coming to play with you and once again you're not showing up and this is why i don't pick the nets to do much and it's on to harden his, his new um running mate and how he ended up doing things in houston and we talk about all these different things and 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 he made comments saying that uh, about the ex-basketball players who happen to be black criticizing him and shout out to d wade as a black man and all using all this black stuff this whole black narrative man brother first of all how many black women do you even date let's go there okay and also too look what you did to a first-time black head coach who was fighting for all this time to get his to get his to get his run 20 years as an assistant his dad is a legend and look how you treat him to go run with a first-time head coach that happens to be white and you make all this fuss and all these different things you did to get out of that situation to say you did everything you can do when you're averaging like your lowest averages since you were a rookie on your way out you did everything you could do coming into camp overweight wearing fat pads as we come to see because you look slimmer all of a sudden in in, in uh, brooklyn you did everything you can do no i'm going to criticize you too you're full of it and the way these gentlemen have conducted themselves over this past season really and dating back with Kyrie, you know, over a season ago. And being that he's the vice president of the Players Basketball Association, it's going to make drastic changes to the new CBA. Because you got to remember, they're, they're losing revenue as we speak because the fans not being involved in the ticket sales. So they're going to use any angle they can to take as much power back the owners as possible. And their actions of these guaranteed contracts. Don't be shocked if things don't start leaning more towards how they do things in the NFL all these non-guarantees all these different stipulations they're going to find ways to bring this back and take control because it's costing them money to have these players do the things that they're doing purposely playing bad um missing games just because load managing like Kawhi used to do all these different things that they did cannot get away with anymore because now it's starting to cost the league money look for things to change and their actions has a ripple effect on how people are doing things in other leagues and, and you see it happening in football. And people are like, oh, I want to leave. You see the Deshaun Watson, love Deshaun Watson, not trying to really bring him into this. I don't think he's similar to these people because his organization did him dirty. However, you're going to have people saying, I want to leave. They're going to throw tantrums. They're going to do whatever they can to force their way out. They're going to get their new contracts and they're like, okay, you know what? I need to leave because we're not winning here. It's going to be AAU ball and football as well. I'm telling you. And it's going to have a ripple effect. All these owners, they're all part of the same club. They all know each other. They're gonna they're gonna get a power. They're gonna figure out a way to outsmart the help, to outsmart the workers. Don't worry. Yeah, you guys are millionaires, but you guys are multi-billionaires who cut your checks. Trust me, they have the power, and they will find a way to fix it. <laughs> We're gonna take another short break. When we come back, we'll have Rick Burgess in the building. You're listening to the time is now.
This show is brought to you by Pure Diamond Auto. With Pure Diamond Auto, they take the dirt out of the car business and make it pure. Pure Diamond Auto has a team of former finance and sales managers who can guide you through all the tricks of the trade. Go to www.purediamondautola.com today and use promo code TIME for a free consultation. That's promo code TIME. That's purediamondautola.com. What can I say? I love PDA. Hey, hey, welcome to The Time Is Now. We got Rick. Rick Burgess on the line. How you doing, brother? Good, good, man. How are you? Thanks for having me. Thank uh, God to have you on. I've been meaning to have you on for a while, actually, so I'm glad we could do this. Yeah, I appreciate you. No problem. I got Rick here representing the anti-ESP, and we anti-establishment up in here. Yes, sir. <laughs> for too long, man, too long. Like, going on six years now, I think. Going on a long time, man. Going on a long time. So I've got to have you on. Let you know there's no hard feelings for you guys kicking me out of the uh, admin. <laughs> I was waiting on it, brother. I got <laughs> <laughs> to get it out early. Got to get it out early. So I know all my, I know when we share this, so when we put this in the group, people can come back and just start like, oh my God, here he goes again. <laughs> I know, right? I know. <laughs> oh man. How was your workout? How was the workout? Good, man. Good, good. I just walked in the door. That's why it took me a second to get with you. But uh, but yeah, man, I'm all settled now, so we can That's we can hit it. That's good, man. We're going to talk some sports real quick. We've already talked about a slew of things on the show so far, bringing you on, because we just want to pick your brain. You, you seem to have such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to sports. Your acumen is not to be someone that to be, you know, people talk out of their rear, but you seem to be someone who is a realist. You're a big time troll, which I love. It's funny. You do it with a good taste. So speaking on that, let's talk about sports in general. Let's talk focus, start off with NBA since that's the hot season right now. Your team, the Celtics, right? Oh yeah. This is a tough time to be talking about that after that uh after that whoop when we took at the hands of the Knicks, man. Well that you know what? You know what? I don't to me, with the way the season is with COVID and all that. You're going to have weird nights like that. You know, yeah. I don't feel like New York's going to be any world beaters when it's time to play, when it's time for playoff basketball. But I think by February, March, the team's going to start really, you know, turning it up and things are going to kind of settle down. I don't yeah, think anything but... much about it, but your Celtics have been in the thick of things for the last few seasons. Do you yep. think that they have a chance of actually winning it all this year? Uh, I can I can definitely see us getting out of the East. You know, we've talked about uh, just in the group about um, about how the Nets. You know, I, I really think they're going to have chemistry issues down the road. There's just too much volatility with uh, with the three headed superstar they got going on there. Hmm. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, with the Celtics, you know, I'm an I'm a realist but an optimist. You know, shots got to fall. You know, and that's that's going to be the key. You know, we've we've put some pieces together. I think Teague is an upgrade over Wanamaker, um, Tristan Thompson, a slight upgrade over over Cantor. Um, you know, Tatum and Brown. Brown's just getting better and better. Same thing with Tatum, although he's uh, and he's finishing up that uh, protocol with uh, with the COVID. So he'll be back a couple of games, I think. So. Yep. <clears throat> 
Yeah, Brown is the one. To me, he's the key. Brown is showing stints where he could be filling the stat sheets, getting blocks, rebounds, steals. He's like a better, more athletic Marcus Smart, in my opinion. Yeah, no question. Um, Smart, I love his heart. You know, I've I've been a fan of his. I was really glad we could get him to a pretty team-friendly deal, just like Brown. If you look at what mm-hmm. Brown's getting, it was lucky that we signed him before he had his breakout year. Uh, but yeah, he's he's a. Um, I know you're not a big Paul George fan, but he's a he's a guy like Paul George. He's you know he's he has all the tools. He can defend, you know, and he doesn't need offense ran for him. He can spot up on the wings. Um, he can get to the basket. I mean, his his poster collection, man. He's he's got so many uh, superstars on his posters. It's ridiculous. From LeBron to the freak, multiple times. The kid the kid can flat out play. Yeah, and not that I'm not a Paul George fan. Even when I do fantasy sports, I like to pick people that I can rely on, people that I like them personally as well, from what I can gather online. And Paul George, he just seemed to be a really fickle, um, really sensitive, really weak-minded. I can't follow players like that. So I even sold his shoes that were worth like 250 bucks to cops, AC Cobbs of the group. Sold it to yep. him for like 50 bucks. Just gave them away. They were virtually brand new. It's, it it was just out of my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't want this trash in my house. This guy's not, <laughs> it's not even that he's a clipper. It's just the way that he is. And it just, he always makes excuses. There you go. And I just can't yeah. dig. I can't. He's got all the talent in the world. I wanted him as a Laker at one point, but now I'm like, I'm glad we didn't get him. So, um, so off from your Celtics, staying in the same conference. What do you, we kind of touched on it earlier. What do you think about the Nets and that big trade going down um, and not even giving up, to, in my opinion, too much to get Harden? They didn't give up that much. A bunch of picks that's not going to be anything and giving up just really Karis Avert. You got to keep Dinwiddie. Of course, he got injured. Keep Dinwiddie and keep Kyrie. What do you think about that trade and how it's going to change things you know, for that Eastern Conference? Well, well don't discount uh, losing Jared Allen either. Uh, I, I, I question I question how how far Jordan can carry them at center. Um, so they're going to have to play small when he's not on the court or if, he, or if he gets in foul trouble. So I like the Allen kid. He's young. He's talented. But, I mean, honestly, you know, a ton of picks, which are probably going to be later picks, unless they blow up like, uh, like with the infamous Celtics trade where they brought in Pierce and KG – um, I, you know what? I, I, I like the move. Again, I'm, I'm not a particular fan. You know, I soured on Kyrie after his time in Boston. Um, Harden, I, I have a really hard time watching. As, as an old school guy, you know, I started watching the NBA 79-80 season when I was a kid. So the game is obviously infinitely different. So, I mean, but I watched, I watched a lot of the game tonight. And, you know, who can stop him? You know, especially... If the officials are, are kind, you know, he's going to the line 15 times. He's getting, you know, he's, he's got that step back, even if it is a travel. <laughs> and, he, uh, and he gets to the basket nonstop. I mean, he's, he's, he's solid. You know, he takes contact. He's, you know, the, probably the best scorer in the NBA. And if he's not, the best scorer in the NBA is probably right beside him. You know, so. But I don't know, man. I don't know that they get out of the East. Sorry, kind of kind of rambled there, but uh, I, I don't know that they get out of the East. I mean, I think Milwaukee add in Bledsoe, you know, my Celtics, I'm trying to be optimistic. I, I still think they make a move at the line, at the, the trade deadline with that uh, $27 million exemption they got. I'd love to see them try to make a play for 
Bradley Beal. Okay, that's pie in the sky. But mm. you know, even somebody like DeRozan, you know, bring in another number two, a two guard, even though it's you know kind of become positionless basketball, just another score. Because I don't know what we're going to get from Kemba. He says he's healthy. Who knows? But uh, but I'm not. I don't know, man. I the more I watched him, it's only been two games. The Nets. I think the Nets can compete with your Lakers for for the chip. You know, they're you know I wouldn't bet against them getting to the finals and just with that kind of talent. You know, the only thing that hurts them is depth and not you know losing a little bit of size. Interesting. Okay, so uh, I want to address that just a little bit before we move on to the next topic here. When I saw the trade go down, actually, when he first initially said he wanted to play on the Nets, I said, please do. He's going <laughs> to obliterate that team. I, I, yeah. I, I'm like, you, Kyrie and Harden on the same team? And KD, listen, K- Kyrie, I think I posted this in the group. Kyrie did not want to be little brother to LeBron James. He wanted to have his own team. So he went to the Celtics with a lot of young player and the talent. Now they're, they're older now, but at the time, he had a bunch of babies and Tatum and and Brown and all these other people, mm-hmm. and he didn't click with those guys. He's he he talked down to them. I don't know if you're, you remember. You're a Celtics fan. He was oh, yeah. talking trash about them and saying how they're not ready, they're not this, and they're not that. When they actually played better without him, so that's yeah. that's that's one thing. Then even last have, the you know, I'm sorry to interrupt, but even last year with that, you uh, they had a better record without him, just like correct. With, you know, when he was healthy and we went to the playoffs, we got knocked out by, by Milwaukee. But mm-hmm. the year that he was banged up, we, you know, that young, young team, a rookie Tatum, pushed Cleveland and LeBron to seven games. And if it wasn't for going ice cold from the three-point line, could have easily got into the finals. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I was I was his biggest cheerleader, man. I, I bought a jersey. You know, I, I was all about it. And, but you're right. Uh, there's, there's, I don't know. Maybe they're better off without him. You know, they're playing well right now. Who's to say that, you know, it doesn't implode or they, you know, they end up moving him. I don't think they can cut him. There's too much money involved. But but I don't know, man. It's so combustible. That's the thing. That's the, they could be knocked out in the, in the second round of the Eastern Conference. And it wouldn't surprise me. They could win the chip. And, you know, would it, how, how drastic, I know you're, as a Lakers fan, you'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But as you know, I, I have no qualm with saying, you know, that's conceivable. Well, the, the, this is the thing. If they went, if they went to the finals, it wouldn't surprise me. If they lost in the second round, it wouldn't surprise me. It's because yeah. you can throw a lot of talent together, but you gotta have role players. You gotta, and at the end of the day, you have to have defense. What I've seen these last two games, I'm seeing a lot of points being scored, but I don't see any defense. And in the playoffs, you need defense, and that's Absolutely. what you brought up with Jared Allen. Losing Jared Allen is going to be, that's your defensive anchor. He's gone. And Karis LeVert played a lot of quality defense. Now Harden's shown in spurts. KD has shown in spurts. And even Kyrie has shown in spurts. I feel like this team can be dangerous, but they will have to buy into a system. And you would need Harden. I believe their best suit with Harden coming off the bench. If you have Harden coming off the bench and winning six man of the year, I know it's difficult. He's banking all this money. And, 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 he, and he was the MVP and all that other stuff. Well, that's great. But there's one ball, and w- with all those guys doing iso ball all game, all night, and, and the Lakers in particular can shut that down. We've seen that. They, mm-hmm. they, they're defensively, they're, they're top tier. Lakers are one of the only three teams in the league that are top tier in defense and offense efficiency. The Nets can't say that. They just have offense, no defense. So they're in the bottom third in defense in the league. So mm-hmm. I, I can't see a team like that prevailing. And I, so I feel like a team like that is really lacking 
little bit of depth, which they can acquire through free agency and, and so forth. But coaching, I think that's where it's going to rear its head. You need solid, quality coaching in the playoffs to make those adjustments. Steve Kerr is a rookie. I can't see that happening at all. Moving on. Moving on. So we're going to talk. Now we got, we got, I got to touch on this since I have you on. Your Cowboys. Just mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that and let you go. Have at it. Cowboys, what do you see? What's going on? Uh, new defensive coordinator. Uh, we need a lot of pieces. I, I think we're going back to the 4-3. I think that'll be a good move. Um, you know, gotta you, you gotta pay Dak. Uh, I, I would love to see I'd love to see him get him in at about thirty four. I don't know that that's going to happen. I think he's going to push for forty. Um, I, you know, I, I think Jerry wants to make something happen, and he's made comments saying that Dak has the has the the ball in his court and has all of the uh, has all of the, the, the clout to get something done. Uh, I don't know. I, and I'm the eternal optimist with the Cowboys. You know, they've broken my heart for the last 25 years or whatever it is. And, you know, that they have the hype of, you know, like Notre Dame uh, and the Yankees. Every year they're going to be good. Every year, you know, they're going to push for the title. And every year, you know, especially the Garrett era where we struggled at 8-8 eight and eight and we did have good years, you know, we might win a playoff game and then, you know, just get knocked out, you know, by a last-second field goal or a – you know, last last second turnover. Um, yeah, man, um, I'm hopeful. Uh, if I was the GM, there there would be some, you know, there would be a shakeup as far as the roster goes. There'd be a lot of guys uh, moving on, and I, I, I can I can just hope for the best, you know. But if but if I had to say, you get Dak back healthy, he stays healthy through the year. Just you know, Quinn at, at defensive coordinator can just plug a gap, you know, get our running de- our run defense uh, improved. You know, I can see us ten and six and getting to the playoffs, even with Washington's defense. Unless they pull a rabbit out of their hat and get like Deshaun Watson or something at quarterback, I think the the NFC East is wide, wide open. The Giants, I think, are still missing a quarterback. The Eagles, you know, have two, and when you have two quarterbacks, you really don't have any because it's just them going back and forth. Uh, and then again, the Redskins, amazing defense, a lot of talent, but if you don't have somebody. A good, a good signal caller. You're not going to go far. Okay. Well, so when when they gave Zeke that money when he was out doing his thing, pulling girl shirts down and all that stuff, and they gave him all this bucket of cash before they paid Dak, I and mean, even before they paid Amari Cooper, how did you feel about that? Uh, I thought he kind of went out of turn. I mean, I get it personally. You know, running backs really start to uh, to decline after you know, 1,500 carries. And I think he wanted to get paid before. Um, honestly, wish Jerry would have played hardball because he did go out of turn. I think it did mess up getting Dak paid because I think they were going to get Dak paid and probably get him in about 32 and maybe even get that contract done. But just with the holdout, uh, I think Jerry just kind of jumped the gun to get him paid. He, he's overpaid for sure. And when I talked about, you know, major, you know, like if I was GM, you know, I would probably look to move him. To be honest with you, I would look to get that off off the books. I would look to bring in a, a another veteran back, even like Ingram, who just got released by the Ravens, and um, and you got um, oh gosh, the, the backup kid who's just escaping me. Anyway, you got a good backup, and then you know then you bring in a veteran. We're gonna throw you know we're gonna throw the ball more anyway. You got Cooper, you got Gallup, you got Lamb. You're gonna have your first string tight end healthy. They're going to sling the ball all, all over the field just like they did the first five games before Dak went down. 
Yeah, uh, it. I forgot the name of your backup as well. To be honest, I was going to say the Raiders backup of Rashard, but like, wait, that's our backup. I can't remember the name of the backup, and I can't believe Big Trust, Big Trust, got cut, huh? Wow. Yeah, good guy, Ingram. He just had a birthday a month or so ago. Yeah, I think it's a it's a money move. I mean, the, yeah. the Ravens are saving like I read they're they're saving like five million dollars. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, Pollard is the backup, by the way. I just Pollard. remembered. Yes. Yeah. Good kid, really elusive. He's had some not. I just don't think he can. He's not a, a twenty-five carry guy. Yeah. So. Yeah. And me myself, you know, I'm a big time Raider fan, but you know, like yourself, I'm also a realist. And when I saw Dak go down, I teared up. I couldn't believe. It. I said, "What's going on? What, am I human? Why am I? Why is my eye leaking?" So, mm-hmm. because when he started to cry, I started to like, "Whoa!" Well, I got emotional because. I know all he's been through when the loss of his brother, I, I lost my brother the same way and right. all that stuff started to steer up. And I know what kind of a quality guy he's a team first kind of guy. Every team will want a Dak Prescott as their quarterback. Let's just say that he's like no Russell question. Wilson's little brother. If you will, he's like a Russell Wilson. We all want him. No that quality guy. Yeah. Oh, we all should stand for the flag. All those. Like, even if your whole community says, what the hell's your problem? He says, I don't care. I'm, I'm going to do what's right for my organization. And yeah. I'm like, outstanding leader, absolute one of the best yeah. leaders. That's what I watched him a lot at Mississippi State, and I really liked him. But I never would have guessed the, the kind of success he has. I think he's a, a, a good locker room guy. I think he he wants to win. He's worked hard. You know, it, it it started to translate on the on the field, but the defense was bad, and you know he still has a propensity to to throw a pick where you're just kind of like, where where's that ball going? Love yeah. the guy. Very emotional uh, when he went down because you saw mm-hmm. how much he wanted it, you know, how much he wants the team to succeed. And even though, you know, people criticized him, you know, about the the whole thing with with the flag mm-hmm. and Jerry, how Jerry is with the team, you know, he he's playing the game. He's he's political, you know. I think he can he can play both sides of it without being a hypocrite. You know what I mean? And that's what I appreciated about him. And that's why that's why I realized why I got emotional. I was like, wow, because someone like him, this he didn't deserve it to go through what he went through a whole year. You 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 sign Amari Cooper, you you sign uh, 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 Zeke, you sign other players, but you don't sign your quarterback. And, and you and then you and you, the stuff that Jerry said in the media, making it seem as if he at first like he's not as important, like just making it seem as if he's not the mm-hmm. guy he made comments that Romo could have done it's like you were comparing him to the guy you had a love affair with before who didn't do dilly squat for you so it just really bothered me so I, I just hope that he gets his money and I, I, I hope that um, they now appreciate him now that you see when he's gone and when he's out how bad the team looks because this is the year you guys should have went to the playoffs there's no reason why had the most talent in that division by far top to bottom even even the defense is a little shaky still when you did the amount you had on the offensive end was more than enough to win that division okay gotta ask you this question man i've seen your post all through the years and 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 (laughs) i've been critical of them because i have a daughter i'm like ah what are you doing Uh but doggone it man if i if i had it's a couple of times he caught me looking he caught me looking what's up with you in west virginia is are you an alma mater or or, or just really appreciative of their assets I'm from West Virginia, you know, so just, just, you know, you cut me and I'll bleed golden blue, man. You want to see me emotional. I'm, I'm more riled up watching a West Virginia basketball game or West Virginia football game than I am anything, you know, but a Cowboys football game, like even more than the Celtics, like I'm emotionally invested. Now this, this role with the, you know, with, you know, this, uh, 
top quality female athletic <laughs> talent. I did. I don't know where it came from. I saw there was a picture, you know, the, the the one girl who is now escaping me, who's graduated, but just you know, a couple of you know, good-looking young women who were athletes and were have a have a growing following on Instagram. So yeah, so just shared, you know, just shared the talent with with our group, and you know, pre- nothing but appreciation, you know, um, nothing. Nothing negative, you know. Okay, I'm an old man, but <laughs> but you know, it's all good. I mean, it's all good, you know. So, uh, I, and I we've talked about it in the group. I mean, you have the young lady, uh, Carissa, the basketball player. She's you know, beautiful young woman, outstanding player. You know, just a model student athlete. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 bizarre because if you go to to Morgantown, I mean, you know, it's a college campus, but just you know, to see, you know, the, you know, that type of, I don't even know what you want to call it, uh, <laughs> quality, let's say, let's just say quality, it, it's stunning, you know, I'm from West Virginia, and we don't, re- you know, you get a few of them from time to time, but it's a, it's a small number, it ain't like, you know, being out in Cali, where everywhere you turn, y'all got the finest of, of the finest from every state in the union, you know, <laughs> right, so that that and then if people haven't caught on what we're talking about is that for some odd reason the West Virginia what is West Virginia University is that what it is West Virginia the, yep okay West Virginia University Mountaineers right yes sir seem to seem to just happen to recruit the most god gorgeous women and all and, and the good thing is they actually all have talent it's not like they're just pretty girl no they just it's like yeah. somehow they attract the most beautiful women on god's green earth <laughs> to play at that university and we know they all cannot have come from west not i shouldn't say that but it's assumed that you kind of said it so that's what we're talking about and and if you guys don't believe us go i don't know just type in women's athletics west virginia and see god's glory but anyway, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have their, I don't have the their Instagrams memorized, but yeah, it was just you know sharing with the group, you know, because it was it just blew me away, and and you're absolutely right. I think every single one of them were you know was out of state talent, you know, a couple of gymnasts, the girl playing ball who I can't even begin to pronounce her last name because it's like almost like a Polish last name, uh, but the, you know just incredible talent, you know, she's she's out of Michigan played actually went to Michigan and then transferred and it's been there a couple of years so yeah it's it's just an anomaly and maybe after this year you know it'll go back to it'll go back to normal <laughs> and you'll say okay now now man it's been like at least three years of you sharing this and, and I had to come around too I said you know what this is just getting too much I'm like this at first I'm like this dirty old man I'm looking at this like wait a minute <laughs> I'm like look at all this I'm like this is I'm like every it was every sport basketball softball gymnast I said what is going on at this what's in the water in West Virginia <laughs> yeah so, I don't know oh, yeah. I don't know what they're doing yeah, but it was like I said, it's just an anomaly, and it's just you know an appreciation, you know, for the finer things, if you will. Uh, but yeah, and then you know, and then it was just kind of uh, because it was school, you know, and just because you know, just rock with anything West Virginia, you know. I never watched college baseball. We got we have a growing, uh, burgeoning uh, baseball program that's getting better and better. You know, good soccer teams. So you really just kind of you know attach and follow, follow a lot of the kids who play. 
basketball, football, you know, friends of some of the some of the family members and stuff like that. Uh, just from where I, you know, if you remember, you know, I'm always posting and going to a lot of games before, of course, COVID messed everything up. Big live sports guy. Um, so yeah, just an attachment to the university and sharing the, you know, sharing the good news, whether it's a, a West Virginia win or a, you know, a, a talented young gymnast. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so one last thing: Do you follow UFC at all? Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. You know, I'm. It's it's kind of outside looking in most of the time, but got into it more with the group. You know, I followed it more back in the day, like when it first started off. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 a good time. You know, I'm always catching the pay per views and you know trying to follow who the good fighters are. You know, not an expert, but a, but a, a casual fan, I guess I would describe myself as. Well, even a casual fan would know the name Conor McGregor, right? Uh, yeah. So it shows he's yeah. coming back to fight this weekend um, on pay-per-view against Dustin Poirier. Um, are you going to watch that mm-hmm. fight? Do you have any comments about the fight, about Conor or anything like that? Uh, well, I'm a, you know, like we haven't touched on my, my hatred for uh, uh, LeBron, but, uh, and you, but you did talk about my trolling ability. Mm-hmm. Um, Connor was a guy who I would go in on. Uh, you know, certain guys just rubbed me the wrong way, and Connor was always one of those guys. I really did enjoy when Nate Nate choked him out. I actually just saw a replay of that on TV the other night. <laughs> and then uh, Khabib, Khabib just owning him was just one of the the best sporting moments of of, of the year of that year. You know, so, and now I saw that he's talking. It, so he, he he made comments about Khabib trying to draw him out of retirement saying that he was scared of him and it's just it's just silly I, I think he'll handle his business I mean he's he's an you know an ultra talented guy he's uh you know he's got the the bravado of you know the the best the best WWE wrestlers you know he's he's uh you know the sport needs stars and he's definitely a star yeah absolutely and I and the thing is I remember I you you Rick we've always been like colleagues what have you in the group we've been we're, we're uh elder statesmen if you will so I remember that it's the main reason I brought him up Connor hasn't fought in a while he's coming back this weekend um Saturday guys coming 7 p.m to pay-per-view um I think it's UFC I forgot what number it is 257 or whatever and I remember that's one of the people you hate was I gonna bring up LeBron no because he's on my Lakers so leave, that, <laughs> leave that alone but I wanted to bring up Connor because I wanted to hear if you had some some more smite for the great Connor McGregor. But you didn't disappoint at all, man. Listen, it was great to have you on. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for blessing the show. You have any final words from our listeners? Hey, man, I just want to say I appreciate the time. This was uh, this is good stuff. This is my uh, my first first experience podcast, uh, and it was it was enjoyable. You know, just you know, you got in the conversation and you know just carrying it carrying it along um so i appreciate it and I, I definitely agree you know we've always had a good rapport because you know we you know we are kind of arch enemies when it comes to nba basketball me being a lifelong celtics fan and you being a lakers fan but you you know you are a realist like me so we've had a lot in common you, know, you call it like you see it and you're not just like how a lot of these guys have just gone head over heels for lebron you know, you took your time, you know, you, you accepted, he brought you out shit. You got to respect that. But I think I, I just, you know, I appreciate it. I always knew I could talk to you about, about it. And it would be just a, you know, straight up conversation. It wouldn't be a hyperbole. It wouldn't be, 
oh, your Celtics suck. It would be a good conversation. So yeah, so this is, and we could talk, and we could talk Lakers Celtics, you know, for an for hours, yeah, you know, alone. So, uh, so yeah, I'd like said I just I appreciate the, appreciate you having me on. Uh, yeah, and I look forward to uh, to listening to it. And uh, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely start becoming a uh, a regular podcast subscriber. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. So I thank you for coming on, blessing the show. And yeah, you know, I didn't care much for the flop back in the days at all. <laughs> at least I feel like as a leg, he hasn't flopped as much. So I'll take that. He got <laughs> LA's made him tough. But appreciate you coming on, uh-huh. man. <laughs> um, um, the show's gonna air when it airs. I'll send it to you. But man, thank you, man. Enjoy the rest of your your day. Everybody, Rick Burgess. This is the time is now. I'm going to take another short break. Talk to y'all later. All right, Rick. Peace. We do not own the rights to this music. One day when the glory comes, it will be ours. It will be ours. When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, glory, 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 oh, glory, glory. Hands to the heavens, no man, no weapon. Formed against, yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, the spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it go down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground, the camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day, when the glory comes, it will be ours, it will be man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now. Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles. From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero. Facing the league of justice, his power was the people. Enemy is lethal, a king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego. No one can win the war individually. It take the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy. Welcome to the story we call Victory, the coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory. One day, when the glory comes, it will be ours, it will be ours. Oh, glory, 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 glory,
that was glory by common and john legend that that was off the soundtrack from the movie uh selma where it depicted about martin luther king and, and the march in selma so um that was that song that that's fitting because this was dr martin luther king week they say day which was um just yesterday but i celebrate him this entire week because so much that he's done for the world and uh, like another mahatma gandhi um bringing peace and his way of doing things and um to be commended because there are others who say by any means necessary and he will always say non-violence not violence as they set dogs and water hoses and stuff like that people out there with their children and they're just treating them like animals and he was able to persevere through and i think about that and um i think about the times that we're in today as we continue to fight for equality and, and civil rights you know and i remember a comedian saying what we're asking for is civility just civil we always ask for the lowest common thing like the thing that everyone will look for just to be treated like a human not three-fifths these are just civil that's so much to ask just civil just civil rights the things that this country is supposed to stand for the things that it's supposed to represent and to this day we're still fighting for it and then others are saying look at look at you guys you got all these millionaires these ball players look at them taking a knee disrespecting the flag when we all know it's not about the flag it's about what the flag represents and the ones who truly disrespected as we talked about the other week when they stormed the castle as i like to say but the capital um you know burning it just wearing it as 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 underwear and and clothing and stuff like that which is against the flag code but i'm not gonna get into all that that to me that's all silly stuff what i really want to focus on on my soapbox this week is about the different measures and the, and the different actions and the way that i see my people going and people say just it takes time it takes time it takes time but it seems like every so many years every generation as we had the watts ride and then we have the the rise in 92 after the Rodney King, and now we have this last faction that happened over the George Floyd. If you look at the pattern, it's like every nearly 30 years. It's about every 30 years. I think the Watts riots were what, 67, 68? Then Rodney King was in 92? And then you have this. So it's, it seems as if it's virtually like every generation because they're like okay this they'll pacify you with some other things of symbolism or some other things to say hey you're making progress look what you're doing look at oh and they'll give you these attaboys they give you these little small victories and then you forget about it and the cycle continues they say if you continue to do the same things over and over again expecting a different result then you my friend are insane We are crazy people doing crazy things in the time of a quote unquote pandemic. As I look at my timeline and I see my brethren out there partying, shaking their butts all over the place. But what happened to, to the, the marching for George Floyd? And I was waiting on this, not that I'm being pessimistic and not that I want to whatever. It's not like I'm out there marching the streets by myself, but I don't see any marching on the streets. I, I don't even see people still locked indoors. I'm working, but is, I thought we were in California. I thought we were in a lockdown. Everyone's out, but no one's protesting. 
No one's doing anything. Everyone's waiting for inauguration day and hoping that there's no backlash from that. Just sitting back, hoping and waiting. But everyone seemed to forgot. I don't see a lot of Black Lives Matter things anywhere. I don't see a lot of different things. And, and there's people still getting killed every day, people, by the police, by the way. There's still people dying every day, people from from gun violence in the communities and, and, and the drug wars that continue to plague our communities. But we don't want to talk about that. We can talk about how when everything happened and we're in the streets and we're we're mobbing, we're doing our things, and we're Black Lives Matter, and we're doing all these different things, and we're protesting, we're angry. Oh, we're so angry. Oh, we want revenge. I remember some ignorant people were saying, I can't believe everyone just sat there with their phones and watched as if they were gonna do something. Oh, if that was there, look at us so weak. I would have done this. I would have done that. And you would have been dead, like George. Or I would have done this. Or we didn't, oh, let's go march the streets. Let's, I'm gonna tear something up. I'm gonna go loot this. I'm gonna do all these different things. But then let that be me. We, this, this Y'all got the wrong one. Just the wrong generation. Just the wrong one. We not our ancestors. And you know what? You're right. You're not our ancestors. There's no way that you could have done what they've done and put up with what they put up with and stomach the things they stomached on a day-to-day -day basis and then they had the strength to continue to march on with nonviolence. Did you know that protest that Dr. Martin Luther King was responsible for lasted over 381 days? 381 days of protest. Now you can say that this protest right now that we've had since I believe May of last year is, is continuously going, but I see no signs of it. Everywhere I go, I, I all the different people changing their profile pictures and all the different things on social media, even the talks on, on, on the news, I don't see anything. I don't see any people pushing and protesting and, and trying to make, th make sure things are different for our children, pushing it forward. The, the, the non-stop of everything. And, and and also, why do we have to wait till when someone gets killed on for public display for us to even start to activate our activism? It's like our rights are conditional. And it's like, oh, I forgot. We don't have it so great. Oh, I forgot. We got to fight for this stuff. It's important for a moment and we get back to our everyday regular scheduled programs we got to pre stop pretending as if you're going to make a change here you're going to make a difference here you're not committed to it just do a hard reset just do a hard reset why are we continuously doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result just know that you are truly the minority in this country and you can't do a damn thing unless the majority wants to help you with it. That's how it's been since forever. To even get out of slavery, that's how it's been. You're not in a position of power. You have less manpower. You have less guns. You have less authority. You have less money in this country. Either deal with it or get out the country. Good luck trying to change and take or share the power with those who possess it. It almost never happens. Not to be pessimistic, just opening your eyes to the bigger picture and what really needs to be done. Until next time.
people that's all this week guys thank you so much for rocking with me um i appreciate all my listeners all my subscribers remember if you do like the show if you did like the show today remember to like it share it and please please subscribe really appreciate all my listeners and thank you once again for rick burgess for stopping in and blessing us this week now it's time for our final word the word of the lord came to me saying before i formed you in the womb i knew you before you were born i set you apart i appointed you as a prophet to the nations alas sovereign lord i said i do not know how to speak i am too young but the lord said to me do not say i am too young you must go to everyone i send you to and say whatever i command you do not be afraid of them for i am with you and will rescue you declares the lord then the lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me i have put my words in your mouth see today i appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down to destroy and overthrow to build and to plant the word of the lord came to me what do you see jeremiah i see the branch of an almond tree i replied the lord said to me you have seen correctly for i am watching to see that my world is fulfilled the word of the Lord came to me again. What do you see? I see a pot that is boiling, I answered. It is tilting toward us from the north. The Lord said to me, from the north, disasters will be poured out on all who live in the land. I'm about to summon all the peoples of the northern kingdoms, declared the Lord. Their kings will come and set up their thrones in the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem. They will come against all her surroundings, walls, and against all the towns of Judah. I will pronounce my judgments on my people because of their wickedness in forsaking me and burning incense to other gods and in worshiping that their hands have made. Get yourself ready. Stand up and say to them whatever I command you. Do not be terrified by them or I will terrify you before them. Today I have made you a fortified city, an iron pillar, a bronze wall to stand against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you. For I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. Jeremiah 1, 14 through 19. Remember, spread love, share love, embrace love, for God is love. Until next time, peace.